couple years down the road, you're um, you're going back home, McLean, Virginia, the Hamlet, Burnham Wood Drive. You're going back home. Um, you've got a a friend who's getting married, and they want you to come back and officiate their wedding. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, who's getting married? Uh, there are these <laughs> these two people. Uh, his name is Scott Carlson. All right. And her name is um, Debbie Barry. How do I know these people? They're just like friends of yours, you know, from okay. like high school. Okay. Uh, they, that's, that's pretty cool. They were they were friends of yours from like a, a long time ago, and they were they were that couple that have been together just for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just like a couple in your life. It's like oh, they were high school sweethearts and always kind of just kept to each other. Really? Yeah. They they were. It, it's like they weren't individuals. They yeah. Were one thing. It was always. Oh, are Scott and Debbie coming? Yeah, Scott and Debbie are going to be there. Oh, sure. Scott okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like they were always they were always together, which is weird because they were uh, they were first cousins. But that <laughs> never stopped them. Oh, God. From caring about each other. Sure. From loving each other on okay. multiple levels, from uh, expressing their intimacy with one another, both emotionally and physically so 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 they're they're committing incest i mean i don't know what the law is you know? <laughs> i wouldn't want to declare somebody's a criminal if you know i don't know i'm pretty sure that i think that's legal in virginia I'm i legitimately sure don't know i mean all i can tell you is that they're first cousins and they've been in love and they're into each other since the first time they laid eyes on each other, oh, which man. being, you know, family members was pretty young, like two. Sure. And they've been inseparable ever since. So uh, Scott and Darla are people who have like, you know, maintained contact with you throughout the years. They've sort of followed your creative pursuits. They'll. Cool you know, comment on a Facebook status a few times a year, you know, right. Uh, <clears throat> That's pretty rad. You know, and, and they'll, they'll message you something silly if they see it or, you know, you, you have just like a relationship where it's like a very casual thing that takes sure. very little to maintain. And, and I'm always glad to hear from them. I bet always glad to hear from them. They started a, uh, they started making their own preserves. They called it a, uh, Kissing cousin jams. Oh my god! <laughs> kissing kissing cousins jams, and the photo is just uh, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like a uh, the artwork is like how can I describe it? Like Reader's Digest country, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it's just like a man and a woman, uh, man, a man and a woman that are like leaning over. <laughs> and their like silhouettes are like kissing and then uh -huh. directly underneath like where the space between them lies is just a book that says the bible <laughs> <laughs> so kissing cousins jams 
they 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 grow their own fruit. They make their own jams. You know, they, is it any good, dude? They they send you uh, a variety pack. Normally, it's thirty nine ninety nine on their website plus shipping. It's three 12 ounce jars. Uh, there's a blackberry jam. There's a blueberry jam. And a strawberry jam. And they're good. And you you get a you get a box one day. Uh, cause Scott had asked you, like, hey, what's your address? And you gave it to him. So you got a box one day, and it was heavier than it looked. And you pick it up. And you get there's all three jam jars in there and a note. It's handwritten. It says, hey, Pat, uh, we just want to let you know we listen to your podcast and your comedy while we spent like all this time making this stuff. You're just as much a part of this as we are. We wanted you to have some of the first batch. And you look down and they're all like hand numbered. Yours is number three of 100. Wow. Three jam jars. So you you try them and you're like holy shit, you've never tasted anything like this. It's like it tastes like you you can just taste that it was like made from fresh ingredients and it was it was made with a lot of love. You know what I mean? You just you can just it's like fantastic jam. You've never had anything. It like sounds it. yeah, it sounds amazing. So you uh, you actually write them a letter back. And you're like, hey, thanks for the the jam. You send them some stickers and a a pin. Do you get made? A pin? Yeah, you a couple of years from now you have like a just a you have a bit where you have like an enamel pin. Oh, okay. Well, what's know. the bit? Uh the bit is just it's uh it's about you uh eating barbecue. You tell the story about when you went to this barbecue restaurant and you ate so much that you uh, shit your pants and you shit, you had diarrhea so bad that they, they just burned (laughs) the, uh, (laughs) the fucking chair you were sitting on the owner of the, the barbecue place, Steve Ripley. He just, uh, he heard you diarrhea and he goes, son of a bitch. And he just pulled the chair out from underneath you. You made a wet splat on the ground. And he he took the chair out to the parking lot and he just grabbed that fucking grab that lighter fluid. And just like he's done every day for the last 35 years, he lights that fucking wood on fire. Then he walks away, tends his flames. So you tell that and uh, you have like this enamel pin where it's just like a it's like a it's a rack of ribs, but they're all turds. Oh God. <laughs> right. Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. That is the worst merchandise I've ever heard. That you can't, sucks. You can't so keep bad. them in stock, dude. You sell them for 20 bucks a piece and you're on your third batch of 300. So, I mean, I don't know why you're complaining. Oh my God. So, right, well, never mind. These rule. So you're going to go, you're going point being, you're going home to officiate the wedding of Scott Carlson and Debbie Barry. So you uh, pull into your parents' place. You knock on the door, kind of swings open on its own. You go, hey, I'm here. You don't hear anything. You kind of like walk through the house. You got your rolly bag. It's like clicking on the tile, you know? Wow. You walk into the, uh, into like the living room. And you see uh, your mom and dad doing yoga, and they're both wearing like <laughs> thongs. 
Oh, and they have earplugs in and you go, hey, and you like stamp your feet and they both just kind of look at you and go, oh, you know, they weren't really yeah. waiting for you. And you just turn, they both turn bright red and then you turn bright red and you just turn around, you know, <laughs> we're all <laughs> so embarrassed. And oh, God. Uh, they're like, we thought you were getting in in two hours. And you're like, no, I, I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't know how that got crossed no but i'm, I'm here who now who cares so you're doing yoga who cares you know, why is and, that yeah so uh you're like yeah what's the big deal it's, it's, there's no problem you know what i mean so you guys eventually just kind of move past it uh the awkwardness lingers Good. at least through dinner time but eventually it wears off so you have dinner with your family spaghetti meatballs Side salad, the homemade vinaigrette, garlic bread. Wow. You guys eat dinner as a family. You have a great night catching up. And you have to go out and meet the the couple, right? You're gonna get together and you're just gonna kinda talk through, you know, exactly what you what you want to do, kind of the timeline of events and, and how you want it to go, you know? So you you go and you meet them at an Applebee's, right? <laughs> and you're sitting there, you're kind of. They're always like, they're always like a little late, you know. So you, you get there, you're on time. You're just sitting there watching the uh, the Last Dance that you know that Chicago Bulls documentary, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're replaying it. So you're it's on you're tonight at the bar. You're watching it. Kind of remembering how cool, like what a what a like a cool, neat sort of cultural moment we had around like revisiting one of the, the yeah. great dynasties of our you know American athletics history. And you're sitting there, and uh, this guy sits down at the bar next to you, suit and tie type. He uh, he orders a he orders a beer. He kind of goes, man. I remember watching that team growing up. That was like, this just brings me back to like when I was in high school, you know, junior high, high school. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was in uh, elementary school and uh, middle school for this. He's like, yeah, man, I was, I was playing a lot of basketball with my friends. Like everybody wanted to be Jordan, you know, you just couldn't, sure. You couldn't escape it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks at you. He goes, you, did you, you, did you ever play? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I played up until high school, I guess. Never, you know, yeah. too seriously, but. And he takes a sip of his beer and he goes, why'd you stop? And you think about it. And you used to tell everybody that you, like, you still like greatly exaggerate your basketball abilities. You oh. tell everybody that you would uh, drain threes and slam dunks all the time. <laughs> and eventually people just got real sick of your shit and they stopped playing basketball with you. Because <laughs> you would, would talk a lot of shit. That. Yeah, you would, would talk a lot of shit. That. Yeah, and then you would you would just talk a bunch of shit, and then you would just eat it the whole time you're on the court, you know. So people were like, "I could we, not, I can't back it up at all." You can't back it up at all, and everybody just honestly gets fucking sick of it, and they stop playing. And there was one guy who led the charge. Man, he was a guy who was like always an asshole to you. What? Yeah, there's like the guy who like pretty much stopped you from ever playing basketball with other people. The guy who like organized that was okay. like this guy who was just a real asshole to you when you were a kid. His name's yeah. Brian Stevenson Jones. Fucking shit. 
Uh, Stevenson Jones is hyphenated. The hyphen? Yeah, yeah, the hyphen. He was just your high school bully. He was always just such a fucking prick to you. And every time, oh, like, son of a bitch. every time you would go to, like, play basketball, you would look over your left shoulder and then your right shoulder to see if he was around. And then you would tell who you're playing with, like, I'm going to drain threes and slam dunks. <laughs> because you knew. I taught the, the other players. You knew if the hyphen heard you say that, he'd put your head in a fucking toilet, you know? Because he's Dang. done it before. So you were, like, always super cautious, right? So finally, after like going into like ninth grade year, it's it was like your first gym class of the year. And the teacher's like, ah, you know, we're here's how we're going to do it. He goes, let's just play basketball for the rest of the period. And you did that. And BSJ just had enough. He heard you. <laughs> he grabbed you by your. I said it again. You said it again because you've been practicing your jumper all summer long. I don't think you made maybe three shots, but, you know, you were still like. <laughs> The practice is going to pay off. So BSJ grabs you by that tight little throat, pins you up against the wall, and he's like, fuck, knock it the fuck off, Pat. We're tired of your shit. And there's just like a bunch of people behind him just like nodding their heads. (laughs) Oh, no. Never picked up a ball again. Jeez. So you kind of like tell that to the guy. I tell him that. Yeah, you just kind of it just kind of like comes out of you. Hmm. And he just kind of like looks at you in clear shock when he's like, oh, that was way more than I really needed, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I really opened up there. And he uh, he goes. Yeah, man, he goes, that's that sounds awful that you got bullied into quitting basketball. Yeah. He goes. You ever wonder like how good you could have been? Like if you would have no, stuck with really. it? No, not really. I mean, I was okay. I wasn't I wasn't particularly great, but I wasn't shitty. I, I, I was like probably slightly below average, I think. He goes So now. He goes he kind of like grabs his knee and he goes, I wonder every single day. <laughs> Holy shit. He kind of he kind of looks both ways. He goes, if you're ever curious, I know somebody who can tell you. What do you mean? And he slides you a business card. He puts down a $10 bill. <laughs> what? And he goes, good luck. And he walks away. He's got a little bit of a limp. He hasn't been the same wow. since he blew out his knee sophomore year. So you look at the card. It's uh, it's called uh, "What If Productions," and then okay. there's like a big blue L underneath it. All so right. There's a phone number on the card. Do you call it? Um, I would call it a little later on. I know that I would be. Uh board at some point later on yeah so i would definitely i would definitely wait a little bit so you put it in your pocket chris and debbie show up you uh you talk about their wedding you agree on an itinerary you kind of talk about you tell them what you're going to talk about you know uh you just make sure that everything is good to go right so the three of you guys have a nice meal so so i'm so i'm ordained yeah you can't do that in virginia they changed the law. You can do it now. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
You get you can why you can be an ordained minister in a lot of places. They just fucking find out caught up in the times and decide <laughs> that they want to change that. So you become an ordained minister. I know that because I was going to do that at uh, my friend Brian Crane's wedding. Yeah, we weren't allowed. But now you can. People change. Times change. <laughs> How does Brian feel about this? He's not happy. <laughs> In fact, like you, you post on Facebook, like, "Hey, coming home to officiate this wedding," and he just comments, uh, "dot dot dot," and then a knife emoji. Oh, and fuck you off. you text him, and he does not respond. So that you, uh, that is so hard to hear. So you guys, you have dinner. You know what I mean. You sit there. Mm. They 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 buy your dinner. Uh, whatever whatever you want. You know they they pay your they pay your tab for the night. That's nice. They're they're gonna see you this weekend. I, I probably get a uh, bacon cheeseburger. I haven't had a bacon cheese. Nah, that's not true. I was gonna say I haven't had a bacon cheeseburger in forever. Then I just realized I had one literally last night. So <laughs> well, it's never uh, you know it's never too many meals away. That's how you Hell think yeah. about it. A bacon cheeseburger. So you uh you go home right? Yeah. Get back up to your room. It's like 10 o'clock. When do you call the number? I probably would see if like there's anything on, on like TV to watch. Not really. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night on like a Monday, you know, there's like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything on? I mean, it's like sports replays. I mean, late night talk show stuff, you know, normal whatever all right I, I well it sounds like i'm pretty bored i knew it was gonna yeah. happen so i call that fucking number it rings twice and they go uh you hear a voice go what if productions what's the nature of your call hi uh i'd like to see what my life would be like if i kept playing basketball she uh you hear like a typing like, she goes she gets all your like information she goes name <laughs> Patrick Dean. And she gets your, you know, your cell phone number, your uh all, all your information, email, mailing address, current location. Pat Dean84 at gmail.com. So she uh she gets like a brief synopsis, right? So you she's like a you want to know what your life would be like if you didn't stop playing basketball. Yes, ma'am. You hear like typing in. She goes, okay. <laughs> Wait, I don't, hold on. I don't understand how any of this works. How much does this even cost? She goes, it's a no cost service. Okay. <laughs> so she, uh, she basically says, that's all we need for now. We'll be in touch. Thank you. She hangs up. You uh, you kind of get in, in, you just kind of get into bed, get comfortable, you know. Yeah. You, you put on uh, Escape from New York. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's fuck, it's fucking great, you know. You wind up falling asleep. You wake up the next morning. Just kind of instinctually, like grab your phone. 
pull it up. There's a notification from What If Productions. And it says, uh, congratulations. <laughs> you are now dot, dot, dot. And then that's where like the email preview ends. <laughs> wow. So it's a pretty good subject line. Yeah. Anybody I would, I, 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 I open that. Um, yeah. yeah. I open that immediately. Marketing job. So you, uh, you open it up, right? It says you are now Patrick Dean. Had he continued playing basketball? What? And so you kind of like look up and you are in the nicest house you've ever been in in your fucking life. What? Like you look around and it's like super, super modern. Like the windows are tinted. Yeah. You wake up, you just smell like coffee in the air. As soon as you open your eyes, your your TV turns on and it says, good morning, Patrick. <laughs> good morning. You look around, you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's so it's like so incredibly nice. Yeah. There's a beautiful. Buxom. Blonde. In the bed next good to Lord. you. Wow. She's asleep. So you, uh. You like get out of bed, right? Your feet, as soon as they come out of your bed, they land perfectly inside a pair of toasty slippers. <laughs> toasty, huh? Um, almost like they were just waiting <laughs> for you. You walk through this. Uh, you walk through this bedroom, and it's like, like I said, super modern, right? You get into this incredibly spacious bathroom and you look at yourself and in the mirror you're probably six foot four what you're in excellent physical shape like impeccable physical shape you gotta go what the fuck and you walk around mm. you, you take a look out like into your living room and there's a there's a picture of you like mid shot and there's a defender closing out on you Kobe Bryant, I, Kobe oh, Bryant's geez. like trying to block your shot, but you're just like shooting I'm over too him. Good. Yeah. What? Uh, who do I play for? Uh, in the in the photo, it's the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah. There's a there's a another picture of you on your draft day, like hugging David Stern, the old commissioner. With a hat, sure. you know, you're in like a nice ass suit. Yeah. There's a picture of you holding up a championship trophy and an MVP. What? Why? There's well, like, I don't understand. Why am I? Why am I taller? So there's like all these accolades all over the place, right? Six four. You're six foot four. <laughs> Is insane. So uh, you're uh, you're you're kind of sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? You yeah. are obviously wealthy beyond your wildest imagination. And your phone rings. There's a big blue L on the front of it. I answer immediately. The guy uh, on the other line, he goes, uh, yes, is this Patrick Dean? It is. He goes, hey, uh, Patrick. He goes, my name is uh, Sandy Barnwell, and I'm here with the Lanolax Corporation. He goes, uh, oh. so I, I know that you worked with What If Productions. They're one of our subsidiaries here at Lanolax Films. Uh, how's everything going? This is wild. Is it always this like insane? 
he kind of laughs. He goes, "Oh, no." Uh, he goes, "Honestly, this is a this is a uh, this is a, a pretty exceptional case we're looking at." And he kind of you hear him like clicking away. He goes, wow. uh, "Basically, essentially, when uh, when you stop playing basketball, your body stopped producing human growth hormone, and as you were hitting your, you know, your the peak of your puberty, uh, that that really stunted your growth." Oh. He goes, "With your with your," uh, and he and he goes, "And I mean everywhere." Oh, right. and you you look down the front of your shorts. And you're just packing a fucking. Oh God! So you know I'm I mean? six it's four. A yard of summer I'm... sausage. Oh God! Just heat. You oh know what I mean? Oh my God, Aaron. Yeah, I understand. It's a large penis. I get it. So, uh, you kind of smile, and uh, he goes, "So, <laughs> yeah, I probably would." He goes, "Essentially, um, you're." A 35-year-old man, you just retired from your career in the NBA, you were a four-time All-Star, you were a five-time world champion, uh, pardon me, four-time MVP, five-time world champion, you were a 10-time All-Star, you led the league in scoring three times, you are are a shoe-in first ballot Hall of Fame NBA player worth worth $255 million. What position did I play? You You were a shooting guard. Cool. So you you were a two. You were a two in an era of great twos. Dwayne Wade like, played the two. Kobe yeah. played the two sometimes. You know, a lot a lot of good twos. A lot of a lot of good shooting guards in the league. And you were tough sure. as nails. You were a hell of a defender. You were clutching the big moments. You were a nightmare. They called you Pat the Nightmare Dean. Because one time after playing him, uh, you just shut you shut down uh, Dwayne Wade like real hard, right? Held him to like wow. hardly any points. He and you you like went off against him. And you got in his head, and uh, <laughs> after the, after the post game, one of the one of the reporters goes, uh, "Dwayne, can you talk about what Patty did tonight?" And he's like, "Man, I'm gonna have nightmares about that guy." Wow! So the legend was born. So it's an earned nickname. It's yeah, not dude. just something I call myself. That's you're, rad as you're fuck. You're one of the most fierce defenders in the history of the NBA. I'm like the glove. The glove. Some people called you the glove, but tighter. It's a horrible nickname. So the guy on the phone, he's like, uh, shit. he's like, look, basically, um, we just wanted to let you know that you're working with us. We're going to we're going to document this where we're going to they're going to make like a last dance about about you and your career okay. and and like the, the rivalries that the, within. So he goes, uh, so what are your thoughts on your uh, your fiercest rival, Stevenson Jones, and you're kind of like caught up for a moment. It turns out that when Brian Stevenson Jones stopped you from playing basketball, he took away his greatest natural predator on the court, <laughs> and it stifled his growth as well. So when you were allowed to pick up a ball and play again, it drove him to heights that he never thought imaginable, and the two of you like. You weren't ever friendly. 
there was always like a real competitive thing between the two of you. Uh, yeah. There was always just like a lot of tension bubbling under the surface, but the competitive <laughs> drive that you both shared drove you to the NBA and into the Hall of Fame. So as you're one of the like 10 best players of your era, he's right up there with you. Wow. And you were kind of always in competition with him. And you always just had a step ahead of him. You were always a little better. Your teams were a little better. You won a little bit more. You scored a few more points. You were just always just ahead of him. And he always resented you for it. Wow. So you kind of tell you kind of tell him you're like, uh, I, I really don't know. I, I, I have to think about it. I know exactly what I would say. So he goes, fine. He goes, well, he goes, we're going to get some quotes from you. And he goes, I'll send you over. I'll send you over a list of questions. Well, and, yeah, and he okay. goes, I'll talk to you later. And you go, wait. I know what I'd say. Yeah. And he goes, I'm all ears, kid. Uh, I would say I have never for a moment in my life respected Brian Stevenson Jones ever. I think he's a bullshit player. Uh, I think his team is shit. And I think he's shit. He's not only uh, a shit human being. He's a shit basketball player. He's shit. That's you can write that down. I think the hyphen is shit, and I've always hated him. And I look forward to beating him. Oh wait, we're not playing anymore, are we? <laughs> no. Oh well, I look forward to never seeing him again. That's the only good thing about retiring from the game is that I <laughs> never have to see goddamn BSJ again. So the guy in the line goes, "That's a hell of a quote." He goes, "Uh, hey. look out for my email." We'll be in touch soon. He hangs up. Got nothing to lose. Over the next few weeks, you uh, they, they film a documentary kind of about you and your career and the relationships they're in. It's called Waking Up from a Nightmare. It's about <laughs> your life after basketball. Okay. And there's a thing in there. Like one of the one of the big things they put in like the promo trailer is you going, he's shit. He's a shit basketball player. He's a shit human being. And they yeah. just keep, they bleep it out. And everyone, like, they don't say who it's about, but people like, it's pretty fucking saucy stuff. You know what I mean? So there's like a lot of, a lot of buzz on the street about it. Wow. People want to, people want to know. So eventually it comes out and that's what they open with. They open with like, it shows like the phone call and it says caller. What do you think about Brian Stevenson Jones? And then it's just you launching into the shit-filled tirade. And then uh, that's how it opens, waking up from a nightmare. Wow. And it's just this huge cultural moment. People are like, what the fuck? Like, we, what is going on? And you reveal a lot about, you know, what it's like to be an NBA player and what it was like during that time. Uh, it's, it's very revealing. It's fascinating stuff, you know. So the first episode airs. And, you know, you've got some, like, media obligations and stuff like that. You're uh, you're going to go on 60 Minutes wow. and, talk, and talk about it. Um, so you, like, you go to 60 Minutes. Jimmy Fallon is the host of 60 Minutes now. Why? What? <laughs> he's, yeah, dude. He just, like, he got tired of the fucking late night game, and he's now running 60 Minutes. Is he any good at it? <laughs> no, he's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow he just he just like he hosts it like he's jimmy fallon and he just laughs a lot you know so yeah. uh 
you're sitting there. I don't see him as being particularly good at that. He's not. But somehow, he's just charming enough to get it by, you know? Okay. So he has you on, and he airs that clip, and you're just kind of like, yeah, man, uh, I never liked that guy, you know? I thought, shit, like, you're like, I stand by what I said. And Jimmy's like, okay. uh," And he kind of looks over, and the hyphen walks out. What the fuck is this? And you kind of stand up and you like pull your microphone off. I start yelling at Jimmy Fallon, I think. I'm, he's I just, think I'm like, he's just laughing. He's, he's just kind of like laughing. Ricky at Lake shit. He's just laughing at me. Yeah, he's just, he's just giggling at you. And uh, like, the hyphen stands in front of you and he goes, I've been in your shadow my whole fucking life. He goes, You're a piece of shit. What? He goes, you, you, You've done better than me every step of the way and that's not good enough. You got to disparage my name, my family on national television. You know what? Kids are calling my kids are calling my kids shit when they go to school. People are throwing their dog shit at my doorstep every day. You've, you've turned me into <laughs> a pile day? of shit. And he pulls out his phone and he's like, every day. And he just swipes. And there's like 30 or 40 pictures of different dog turds on his porch. Okay. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I'm he calls sure back happened. and he just clocks you right in the jaw. What? Uh, he just like clocks you right in the jaw. You uh, you tumble down and you knock over a stage light and the uh, the light crashes on your bald <laughs> fucking head. And oh, it just no. it pierces your skull. It goes into your brain. <laughs> and it lights up your eyes. You have light shooting out of all of your holes. Every one of them. <laughs> and you get electrocuted to death on the set of 60 Minutes. Oh shit! <laughs> the last thing you hear is Jimmy Fallon just laughing. <laughs> he never stops laughing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in great shape. I'm six four, but I'm still bald. <laughs> yeah, you're bald as fuck. Oh man! You were always conscious about it. You tried to wear a sweatband during the the oh six oh seven season, and it did not look good. What happens to to uh, the hyphen? I mean, he goes to jail, you know, but everybody there is like, he's an ex-NBA player. He's pretty much a king. He really honestly doesn't lead a, a bad life. But, you, but you fucking died <laughs> right there on the 60 Minutes. They air the whole interview and they don't, they air it by mistake. <laughs> they didn't, they edit, they didn't uh, edit any what? of it. Why not? They, somebody just ran the wrong file. Why would they do that? They were pranking him. <laughs> it was it was this guy's first big assignment on the job at 60 minutes and they they renamed the files edited and unedited they just swapped them and so when he sent them over when he's like hey here's here's the final cut they just aired it and uh i mean he got fired but uh, you know wow everybody is... everybody saw you die <laughs> everybody so many people watched You were posthumously elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame. All right. I mean, you know, what's weird is that it sounds like up until the point I died, obviously, I had a, a really incredible uh, life. But you but didn't get to experience it. I didn't get to experience it. I, yeah. I <laughs> snapped. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck. You got like a couple weeks of the good life. And then you died a, hor- a horrific, painful death. 